Brittany Michaelchuk here, high performance coach for entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Vitamin B Show, where we dive into the world of top performers, dig out their secrets, and teach you how to control your mind, optimize your performance, and get better results in every area of your life. I hope you're ready to live big, be bold, and build a beautiful, brilliant, badass life. It's time for your daily dose of Vitamin B. Hey guys, welcome to the Vitamin B Show. I'm so pumped to have my buddy John here today because he is a little networking king, marketing guru, and podcast genius. So I'm excited for him to share with you guys everything that he's yeah. done to create massive results in his business, his life, and his podcast. I'm very excited to share everything as well. Brittany, thank you for having me on. Uh, it was a pleasure interviewing you right before this yes. on my podcast. So yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. I love it. So John, you are everywhere with everybody. You are seen with some really big players in this space. Like, How have you been able to build such a powerful and impactful network? Well, I tell people all the time, the key to building a good network is to have something to like some kind of resource or vehicle to run it through. For example, uh, one of my good friends, Mike Cimarelli, uh, used to live in Malibu, California, and he owned a rental, uh, rental property company. So he would rent houses to some of the biggest, you know, players in, in Malibu and LA. So he found his resource to meet high level people. So for me, it was the podcast. It was something that I could do remotely. that was fairly inexpensive to get started because when I first started it, I wasn't like killing it by any means. So, you know, I found the, the, the vehicle of a podcast where I knew that, hey, I can get influential people like yourself and like many others on the show. And it's not just going to stop with that. I'm going to build a relationship with these people. They're going to become friends of mine and we're going to eventually work together one day. So you just have to find a vehicle to network with people through. I mean, that's the biggest thing. And that's what I did. And that's what anybody else who's highly successful at networking has done as well. I love that. What else have you done to be able to build success in your life? I mean, just set myself up correctly, took the right actions. I mean, it's a pretty broad question. I mean, it's a good question. It's just something that I've never really thought about before. I mean, you got to get around the right people. You have to fill your mind with the right stuff and you have to take most importantly, in my opinion, the right actions. So, I, I mean, if you just figure out what it is that you want to do, I tell people this all the time, like figure out what you want to do and don't change it. Like, I don't care how bad it feels. Don't change it. Like I see so many people that are, you know, on Instagram and they're doing this one day and then they're doing another thing and then they've gone to another thing. And it's not like they're a serial entrepreneur. It's they're failing everything because they're not putting enough into it. And then they think, Oh, this is too hard. I'm going to quit. I give up. Like, I know people and we mentor some, you know, agency owners and they're like, yo, I cold called somebody the other day and they hung up on me. Like, duh, dude. I mean, they don't want you to call them. They didn't ask you to call them. Like, that's what this is. You get kicked in the face, it's yep. get back up and actually go out there and make it happen. So, you know, even with the podcast too, like when I was first getting started with that, you know how many people I reached out to and I got left on open or I got like, Hey, don't leave me alone, bro. Like so many people are going to like put you down, but it's just how many times you're going to get back up? How many times you're going to continue to uh, go after what it is that you want? Right. So I'd say that was the biggest thing is like persistence, yeah, like being persistent with what I wanted and like putting in the correct actions. So many people are, I think, worried about like how much they're doing in a day, but they're not worried about like, am I doing things that are getting me closer to my goals? So yeah. like, 
If I'm on phone calls all day and they're completely useless, unproductive phone calls, like even if they're quote unquote business calls where I'm talking to somebody about the weather and what they're going to eat for lunch and just the ball game and all that, that's not a productive action. But if I'm getting nope. on calls, trying to work with people, going to meetings, pitching people, telling them what we can do for them, telling them how we can grow their top line, that's a productive action, right? Yeah. So like you'd rather, and I just see so many people scrambling around and they're all fired up, but they have nowhere that they're focusing and harnessing their energy at. So I think that uh, the biggest thing is definitely taking productive actions. Yeah. How do you focus and harness your energy? I mean, you are so young and you've created such an enormous amount of success you in your life. And I'm curious how our listeners can, can do something similar. Find something that you want to do. Find, I recommend everybody because I, I genuinely love business. Like business, I love business. And I'll always like, I'm not the type of person that wants to be done working at 25 and chill on the beach and drink Coronas. Like I want to be in business my whole life. I love business and I always literally have. I love sales. I love marketing. I just love how businesses run. So I would say that no matter what business I'm in, if I'm operating it, I'm going to be passionate about it because I love business so much. But find what you want to do and work at it and have a have an overarching goal. Like you see so many people that they, they, they set their goals too small, first of all. They listen to the wrong people and they don't really know what they want. You just have to pick what it is that you want to do and focus on it. Find something that you don't, you're not, you don't have no problem putting all your energy and working towards every day because yeah. it's not that hard. Brittany, I'm sure you hear it all the time. And it's one of the things that pisses me off more than anything is like, oh, you got so lucky. That's such a good opportunity. Well, it's not really an opportunity if you create it for yourself. Like people yeah. don't see when you're been sitting in front of the computer for 16 hours and your eyes hurt and you, you know, like, and you've canceled on your friends 15 weeks in a row. I love that. And so you mentioned sales and marketing. How is it that you've been able to build results in sales and marketing? Uh, practice, learning from people and practicing. I mean, I think that in sales, I love sales, but I don't touch on Like if you go to my LinkedIn, my, my biggest uh, endorsed skill is sales because I love sales. Um, and I think it's like you, you said on my podcast, you made a great point. Like leads are the leads are the um, engine of a business. So I think that sales is really important. And I think that a lot of things are going to, uh, you know, affect your, your abilities to sell. First of all, can you actually do what you're trying to sell someone? Like if you're not, some people wonder like, why do my sales calls suck? Why can I not, you know, close anybody? Cause you can't do what you're telling people you can do. Number one. Oh, and, that is so good. Can you say that again? Yeah. I mean, people wonder why their sales calls suck. It's because they can't do what they're trying to sell people. Yeah. Like, that's why you'll see people, a lot of people that white label services, they don't ever, they're not ever very effective with it because they're selling, they don't really know. Like we tried to, when I was first getting my agency started, first getting it started, um, there was a client that we were working with that needed a website. And I had a friend who was a developer and um, he could build extraordinary websites. Yeah. So I went in and I sat with this guy in this meeting. He owned an old school ad agency like billboard ads um, and TV ads. And he was like, you know, so tell me about this website. Tell me about the functionality. How high is it going to rank on Google? You know, what features can you build onto this website? How much is it going to cost? And I'm just like, dude, I've got no fucking idea. Like, because I don't, I'm not an expert in that. Or I wasn't at the time. I'm pretty good at building. Yeah. 
I didn't really know how I was going to deliver that action. I just knew I was going to pass it on to the next guy. So like, if you don't know and have hundred percent conviction behind what you're pushing out to people, you're never going to win with it. Like just, you probably know just from your calls, if you just have confidence and you have the burning desire and you believe that what you're doing is actually going to help people, you're going to have no problem. Oh, that's so true. And I love the things that you talked about, um, just charisma and sales and marketing. And that the reason why people are struggling, especially in coaching is because in the coaching business, like you are selling you, like you are selling your results. Like in fitness, Mm -hmm. you're selling your body. Essentially you're selling what you've done for yourself. I mean, when you're, you're fitness and training, like if you've been able to create those results in your life, you're going to have a way higher success rate than if you are not creating the same results that you are trying to sell. And so I love that you touched on that because it's so important to do the inner work. And that's why I created my mastermind and my one-on-one coaching is because it's so fundamental for every single person to do the inner work and work on themselves. The other thing that I love that you said, John Danes, is confidence and the burning desire to do that because confidence is everything in sales. So how do you gain that confidence to be able to crush your goals? For sure. So uh, I played baseball for for about 12 years Um, throughout school, throughout high school. I played travel baseball and I was pretty skilled at it. For my size, I was a good baseball player. It was pretty good. Uh, I loved to hit. So I was a good hitter always. I remember the first time I picked up a bat and I was so scared, didn't know what to do. Fast forward to junior year of high school, I did it like it was in my sleep because I had done it so many times. So confidence is built. Number one, confidence is built by telling yourself that you can do something and actually doing it and executing it, right? So like if you tell yourself the truth, you're going to become more confident. If you say, hey, I'm because like, Grant Cardone talks about this a lot. When he was on drugs, his mental, like he did, he hated himself so much. He had no confidence because he watched himself every day have no self-control and yeah. fall to the things that he didn't want to do. Like when somebody sets out and says, hey, I want to do all this stuff today, they genuinely want to get it done. But it's their lack of focus and discipline that they don't finish it. So that's a big way to build confidence yeah. right there. Just doing what you say you're going to do. And the other way is just doing it. Like, if I sit down in a hundred meetings and so, and you say, Hey, I want you to sell my mastermind. Here's a little bit of information on it. Do First, you want to sell my mastermind? No. Can I recruit you right now? <laughs> we'll talk about this after. So first, second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, meeting would probably suck really bad. But after I told more people, you know, here's what Brittany can do. She's good at this. She does this. Here's some of the success stories. Here's some of the testimonials. Here's what she's done for herself. Like, look how big of a brand she's built then I would gain so much more confidence with it. And by that hundredth meeting, I would be an expert at selling it. So I think it's just doing it. Like literally there's no better way, like riding a bike. When you had training wheels on your bike as a kid, you didn't say, you know what? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch people ride bikes all day. You hopped on the bike, you took the training wheels off and you rode it. Like that was it. So I think that doing it is what's going to bring you confidence and doing it was what's going to make you great. I love that. I love that you you talked about what it actually takes to create success because so many people are out there preaching, but 
knowing what to do and doing are two very different things. Why is common sense not always common practice? Yeah, 100%. Like, why is it that, that the people know what to do and they're not doing it? And I think that really boils down to intrinsic motivation and you are extremely motivated. How is it that you've been able to create that intrinsic motivation? Well, uh, it's funny. There's, I think that for me, in my opinion, it's, I have this quote that I love so much. It's once you become fearless, life becomes limitless. So I think that a lot of people, I don't, I don't necessarily think people are unmotivated because nobody like, I don't care who you are. You don't want to have a shitty life. I don't care who you are. You might have different goals than me or Brittany, but you do not hands down want to have a shitty life. I can True. guarantee it. But I think that a lot of people are scared to try and attempt to have a good life. So I think that once you become fearless and you think, you know what, I'm going to try this. I might fail. You know, I might feel bad about myself for a couple of days because I failed, but I'm going to keep doing it. I think that's what causes success. It's just being fearless because like you have to be a, for me, especially like, and for you as well. I mean, we have to be pretty crazy to, to, to line out this plan of what we're going to go and try and do and be successful at it. Like you have to be a pretty fearless, crazy yeah. person to just think, Hey, I'm just going to go make this happen. So I think that once people get over their self-limiting belief and re- and, and become fearless, that's when they really start to achieve. How do you become fearless? I completely agree with you. I think that being fearless is probably one of the biggest things that I did in my life to create any level of success in any area of my life is being fearless because what's the biggest thing that holds people back in life? Yeah. I mean, fear. I think it's fear. Yeah. I think, I think the, I'm going to use a weird example here and this is going to throw off your audience, but I think that be the way you do that is just to go for it. Right. So like, I remember the first time I ever kissed a girl, this is going to be a funny story. So I didn't sit there and think, you know what, maybe I should kiss this girl. Man, what do I, <laughs> I just did it. I just went for it and then had a positive outcome. It's the yeah. same thing in your life. It's the same thing in the gym. It's the same thing in business. You just go for it and don't think about it because once you think about it, that's when doubt and anxiety starts to build up. That's when you start to think, you know what, who am I? That's like, when you stop yourself. Exactly. So I think that if you just say, here's what I got to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to quit being scared and I'm just going to jump in. And you start to feel your heart beat a little faster. You'll get a little nervous. But at the end of the day, you'll be glad that you did it. So I think fearlessness comes from just jumping in without thinking about it. Yeah, but what if people do have anxiety? What if they do overthink things? How can they overcome that? I mean... Like we're thoughts are things, right? So I've struggled with anxiety for a long time. I have, I'm a pretty anxious dude, but you just have to realize that your brain's going to sit there and play tricks on you and your brain. It's not, it's your brain's job to keep you alive. It's not your brain's job to keep you happy. So your brain will sit here and say crazy shit to you all day. And once you realize that and you say, you know what, I'm in control of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to think about the most negative outcome. I'm going to think about the most positive outcome. Like, yes, the, the, the positive outcome always outweighs the negative in almost hundred percent of situations. Like, okay, I try to start this business. It's going to be either six months of my time wasted, or I'm going to be incredibly successful. Like, you know what I mean? I would take that gamble every day. Like, yeah. And you're in control of it too. So, I mean, I think that when people do t- have the tendency to overthink, you can overthink, just overthink on the positive end. 
Overthink about how great your life's going to be after you do this for yourself. Overthink about all the great things that you and your family are going to enjoy because of the decisions you made today. Don't think about, oh, this might suck. I'm going to lose. I'm not good at this. I don't know what I'm doing. Just jump in and do it. Yeah, that's so true. That is so true. And I really appreciate you being open and honest and saying that that you you do get anxious because uh, anxiety is something that I used to battle. And Mm. I just... I completely agree with you when you said you have to overthink on the positive and that your brain plays tricks on you because I think that a lot of people do get anxious, but it's not something that we talk about more. Would you mind opening up and kind of sharing what, what's happened and and what you've kind of been through? Yeah. I mean, uh, entrepreneurship is like, you're going to be alone a lot. And I think that if you're not used to being alone, you'll have weird mental health things that happen to you. And I don't think people talk about it ever, to be honest with you. I don't, I see very few people that actually open up and talk about it. Like you go, like I went from a dude who went to school around people all the time, played sports around people all the time, you know, did all these social activities, went to parties. I was the life of the party to the dude who sits in front of the computer and is trying to build a business online. So like, how do you think, how do you expect my brain to react to that? It's, I've been yeah. being filled with this chemical of being around people my whole life. And then I transition into sitting at a desk and working on my business and going from hanging around people that are my age to all of my friends are double my age now, except my business partner, Adam, and a couple other people. So I think that obviously there's going to be some mental shifts that happen in your brain, but you yeah. just have to continually tell yourself that, Hey, this is worth it. Right. I mean, I'm just crazy enough to believe that what like in, I don't really struggle with anything anymore. I love life. I have an amazing life now, but it's a, that six months where you're first trying to get everything started six months to a year, it's rough and it's difficult. And especially like the failures that are going to come in and the doubt that's going to seep in, it's difficult. But if you can just power through it and realize that what you're doing today is going to be worth it in the future, that's when you can really, you know, kind of succeed. Oh, I totally agree with you. And for me, it was it was very much so similar. Like entrepreneurship is a very lonely road. I mean, success is a lonely road and people have coined that saying for a specific reason. And I think that it takes a specific type of endurance to master entrepreneurship because we do have challenges. Like in entrepreneurship, why do CEOs get paid more than employees? There's one main reason. Because CEOs are taking more risk. They are independent in the amount of risk that they're taking. Everything is on their shoulders. And so you have so much pressure to perform. And so I just believe mental health is so important because you can, like for me, I'll be very transparent. I haven't really opened up about this, but I just am very transparent with my audience is I like had a point where it just, it didn't creep up on me. It was just like, boom. And I got like super, super, super anxious. And I was like, where did this come from? Like, I'm usually so positive. I'm usually so optimistic. I'm so motivated. And out of nowhere, I felt like the entire universe had come crumbling down upon me. 
Yeah. And um, we got everything resolved and stuff. So that's, that was all great. But um, the aftershocks of the trauma and the anxiety and, and all that was really, really, really tough for me. And so the way that I got myself back to where I was being positive and optimistic and happy was really understanding what you just said is your mind plays tricks on you. So every moment of the day, you have the option to either choose to think negatively or choose to think positively. And anything that you give your energy to is what's going to prevail in your life. And when you're choosing to be positive and you're choosing to see the glass half full, you're going to have a way more enjoyable life. So would you mind kind of telling the listeners what what helped you with, with getting back? I mean, you mentioned there's like that little six month um, time, what allowed you to kind of get back to getting back up on that horse and building a great life? I mean, I just saw results rather quickly. So I think that my results kind of, mm, I'm not going to say that like success or money or anything like that makes you happy. But I think that once you set out on a goal and you achieve it, that makes you happy. So I'm not going to say that it's like me making money or me being successful that made me happy. It was I set out to do something. I am on a good path to do it. It made me happy. Yeah. So like, I'd say that that would be the biggest thing. I just saw results and I saw like impacting and changing people's lives and helping people, um, you know, which you do a lot as well. And I think that that brings you a real special sort of happiness. And once you, right. yeah, 100%. I mean, once you just like set out to do something and you achieve it, especially something that's really freaking difficult. Like when you do something that's really, 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 really hard, And a lot of people said that you wouldn't be able to achieve like, yeah, you're going to be really, really ecstatic once you finally achieve it. So I think that's, that, that's kind of what helped me the most. I love that. You really hit the nail on the head Mm -hmm. and you said it right is once you achieve a specific level, uh, I mean, once you help people, it's a very specific level of happiness. And that's so so, so true because helping people is something that heals people. Like I, I have been through a lot of stuff in my life and, and mental health is something that I do think is very important to talk about because most people just don't. And it's absolutely ludicrous, ludicrous for us to say like every single person listening to this podcast, because there's so much judgment around it, but it's crazy to be like, I've never been sad. I've never been anxious oh, yeah. before. We all have Uh, felt sad. We all have felt anxious before, but why is it that there's such a stigma against it if you come out and be like, yeah, I had challenges in my past. I'm great now. I'm back to myself now. But in the past, yeah, I I did feel down. I I did have have some challenges. And so I just, I think it's so, so, so important. And that's where I think that we really do need to be outward focused because a big part of my healing journey which this is so unique that I'm talking about this because I, I really don't talk about it a lot, but I just, I do want to be able to serve people. And I can only do that being transparent in my journey is, is you heal people and you heal yourself from helping others. And when you can go out and, and really help people, it's like this absolutely amazing gift that you're giving the world. So I love that that's so important for you as well to, to go out and help people. And what do you think is kind of the biggest driving factor behind that? I mean, again, I think I just really like, I feel like I'm a little bit of a different animal because I love business. Like I just love business, but I also love people and I love to see people 
happy and I love to see that I've affected someone in a positive way. So I think those are the, the, the few things for me that I really enjoy. Uh, it's just like helping people, of course, but I just feel like it, sometimes when I say it, I feel like it sounds cliche, like seeing an impact on somebody and seeing that here's what I've done to help someone is an amazing feeling. And I also just love business. So I'd say those are kind of the things that I would contribute to that. Why do you love business so much? I don't know. I, well, I wasn't going to be in the NFL or I wasn't going to be a professional athlete. I wasn't going to be a movie star. I wasn't going to be an actor. So I wanted to find something that like, it's a le- I love it because it's a level playing field, but like anybody can do it and become successful. And it, it, it brings out the true colors of people and it brings out like strengths from me running my own business. I found strengths for myself that I never knew I had. I did horrible in school, but I can look at spreadsheets of numbers all day. Cause I enjoy it because it's yeah. for my business. So like, I, th- I think that's why I love it so much because you don't have to be a beautiful person. You don't have to be six foot five. You don't have to be jacked. Like you can, anybody can start their business and it's a game of, who works hard enough and I love competition and I just love competing, but I knew I wouldn't be able to compete in other industries that are most known for competition, professional sports, you know, music, acting, but I, that's why I think I love business so much. And I just really enjoy like the way people transact. I'm weird. I'll walk by a store and I'll be like, wow, their branding's so cool. Like, Me too. So it's like, I'm just weird in that way. And I think that I love, I, I would say this, I love creating and Peter Thiel says it best. Peter Thiel started PayPal and invested in Facebook and he's a multi-billionaire. All people that are business owners, they're creators. Like at the end of the day, we just love to create things. That's and so true. That's what I love. I love creating things. I love, and I love just the even playing field that whoever works hard enough and whoever, you know, it, it's like a race, but it's, it's a, you know, it, it's a race that anybody can be qualified for if they just put in the effort. I love that. And that's so true. Is anyone that works hard enough can win at the game of business. And I love that you talked about creativity as well, because that, that, that's, that's the key in business is, is being creative and being able to really see your vision and then backing it up with hard work and, and allowing it to come to life. Um, what is your greatest accomplishment in business? Wow. That's a great question. I don't know. I feel like, wow. I mean, that's a really good question. I couldn't, I mean, there's been a lot of cool things that I feel like we've done. I don't really like to think about like, what's my greatest. That's such a hard question. Um, wow. I think, Oh my goodness gracious. Probably my business partner, Adam, like uh, Adam, he's worked with me now and he's created a a great life for himself and we're continuing to create our company and build it together. So I think that like I, you know, he started working with me right after he graduated high school and uh, you know, I've kind of helped him and mentored him. And now he's like me, you know, like he's like his mindset's there. He's working hard. He's learning. So I think that's not even a monetary thing. That's just like making a massive change for somebody. So I think that, Adam is probably my biggest accomplishment. He'd probably be pissed if I if you hear me say that, but I feel like I'm going to send in this episode. Yes, yeah, and you me. all, please, if you guys are finding value, go take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your yeah. Instagram story. Tag John, tag me at John Danes at Brittany Michael Chuck. If you all are not following John, go to Instagram right now and give him a follow at J O. H N D A N E 
S. And y'all better be following me as well at Brittany Michaelchuk, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-M-I-C-H-A-L-C-H-U-K. And John, can you tell us a little bit more about your business? Yeah, of course. So I own a, a digital marketing company. We specialize in driving results for companies online, uh, click funnels, email marketing sequences, building brands. Uh, that's basically, the, it's kind of like a full stack digital marketing company. Uh, well, while we're kind of figuring out who we are, we're, we're kind of starting to wrap more around a niche because I feel like that's very important. But right yeah. now, I mean, we service companies nationally and we service companies in so many different industries. So it's kind of been hard for us to hone in on a niche, but yeah, it's basically my company. I love it. So tell me, what have you learned about building a brand that you've been able to help your clients with? Like, what can you tell my audience, my listeners that will help them grow their brand as well? 100%. Um, I say a lot that I think everyone thinks that people care more than they do. So there's a really good book. It's called Mastering the Art of Yourself or something like the, the art, Self-Mastery, The Art of Mastery by uh, Don Ruiz. And basically what Don says in the book is like people, if I say, oh my goodness, look how ugly that person is. I'm not taught. I don't care enough to talk about that person. That's a mm -hmm. inner projection. So like, I think that the point of that is a lot of people think that everyone cares more than they do. And I think that yeah. a lot of people more care about themselves. So when you're branding your business online, you need to surround your content around Here's how I can help you, Brittany. Here's how I can make you money, Brittany. Here's how you can, your life will be better because of me, Brittany. Not, not, oh, wow, look at this cool website we just built. Like, it's more of how can you help me is the way that everybody's transacting on social media. That's yeah. just our personalities. So I think that once people see you as a person, look, like, look at the biggest entrepreneurship-based personal brands. They're putting out massive amounts of value. They're yes. giving because everybody's freaking selfish, like at the end of the day. So I think that, that's one of the biggest things I've learned about brand building, like value, 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 value. Yep. You should provide so much upfront value that people think, what am I going to get if I pay this dude? Like, because he's given out so much stuff for free, I'm dying to know what I got to pay for. So yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned. Um, and I've just learned that building brands online is the quickest way to like actually scale your business as what I've seen in, in almost every industry. And I've really seen like, how to impact people. And I've learned so much about, you know, the whole journey of sales and marketing and a lot of technical stuff. And I just think uh, those are some of the biggest things I've learned, but the biggest one is just like bring up front value and you will win. How does somebody bring value? Like how does, I have a lot of coaches and entrepreneurs listening to this. How can they bring value on their online marketing and branding strategy? I mean, daily things like for you, for example, I mean, talk about, you don't have to give it all away, but talk about, hey, you know, we were doing our mastermind the other day and this one girl was telling me that she was really struggling with her inner confidence and I told her blah, 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 blah. Then somebody's like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. If that's what they're talking about, that's cool. I'm going to buy that. So I think that if you're given like a sneak, pre it's like a commercial for a movie. Look at it like, look at your marketing efforts like a commercial for a movie. Oh, I like that. You should make your commercial so good that somebody says, wow, that looks so good. That's funny. It's a good movie. I want to go see it. So like, don't, you obviously don't want to give away everything because you don't want to pigeonhole yourself and give away all your content. And then somebody buys your paid program. And then all they're hearing is the information that was put on your social media for free, but like drop little tidbits of value in there because I feel like that's what people want to know. They, they're, they're transacting on social media to say, how can this person help me? What can I learn? And I think that once you give little tidbits and little things that you've came across, 
-hmm. that's going to impact your, your business. And that's how you'll sell more programs and that's how you'll get more leads. And that's how you're going to see success. How do you get more leads in terms of like just organically or paid track? Like anything, how do how does one that's listening to this podcast, what can they do right now when they get off this podcast to be able to generate more leads? Um, I think that to make more, make more connections, watch how you qualify people. I mean, depending on what you sell, I'm a digital marketer. Every business needs my service. Regardless, you're, you're a coach. Every entrepreneur needs your service. So watch, if, watch how, especially when you're first getting started, if you're in a, if you're in a, a, a situation where you're dying for leads and you'll take anybody as long as they got two arms and two legs, oh my God. watch out, like go after everybody and make connections. The more touches you make, I can promise you the more you're going to see results. So I think, and, and you know, once you're in a little bit different of a position, you're, you're pickier, you, but once you're first getting started, if you're looking for revenue and you're looking for leads, like qualify everyone, hit up everyone, but don't skip the rapport building phase. Like don't just DM somebody and be like, Hey, yo, buy my shit. You need yeah. to obviously build rapport with that person, talk to that person, become a friend with that person, and then see if they're interested, but make more touches, make more connections, talk to more people. The more yes. people you talk to, the more sales you're going to get. It's basically yeah. it's a numbers game. It is a yeah. numbers game. How do you build rapport with people on social media? Uh, I don't, don't ever build fake rapport as much sales psychology and things like that that I've studied. I've always learned don't build fake rapport. Um, fake rapport pigeon toes you worse than anything. So like, for example, if you're like, if I'm trying to sell you, Brittany, and you're like, you know, I played volleyball. Oh, I love volleyball so much. It's, it's bullshit. I don't love volleyball. I've never watched a volleyball game in my life. So I think that actually try to find similarities. That's the, obviously the quickest and most expedited way to build rapport. But if you have no similarities, just care what the person has to say. Just genuinely listen to them. Like how many times have you had a conversation and, you know, they say, you know what, my dog's really struggling. And then you see them a month later and you're like, hey, how's your dog been? And they're like, I can't believe you remembered that. Like just caring and actually being engaged and listening to what somebody has to say is a great way to build rapport. So like just be a decent human and actually care. Don't, you know, obviously you're going to have the intention to want to sell the person something, but care about what they have to say. And I promise you, you'll see results in your sales efforts. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. Genuinely care about what people have to say because so many people, they look at people like a numbers game and they look at people like, okay, a client or not. And, and I love that you're like, go deeper, really genuinely show up yeah. for your clients. So what else can people do to expand their marketing and branding? Um, I mean, get on all channels. I think that that's very important to be on all channels of social media. You should be posting content wherever, especially if you have some value to bring. Mm -hmm. I mean, find just like, look at what you're spending money on, look at what you're doing and look at the efforts you're making. I think the reason that social media is so great is because your audience is rating your content. So like, yeah, if you have a photo or a video that does incredibly well, keep making content like that. I mean, it's like literally a scale of, Hey, do you like this or do you not? What am I going to do in the future? So get on every platform. I mean, engage, actually genuinely engage with your audience, give value and let your audience grade you on what they like from you. So I think those are some Ooh. things that you can do to, uh, to really succeed on social and with your marketing efforts. So how can people create better content on social media? I mean, there's, 
it depends what you consider good content because somebody could be saying something amazing. Somebody could be saying something really value packed and it could look like crap and nobody's going to hear it. It's good content per se, but not, it's not going to get in front of a lot of people. So I think that, um, if you can't invest in it, most businesses should be able to invest in your content. It depends if you're talking about a business or a personal brand, but like, invest in your content, figure out like study industry leaders too. I mean, that's something yeah. that's so simple that people don't do. Like, Why don't they do that? I, I, just I try and urge my mastermind members all the time. Guys, go look at your competitors. What are they writing? What do they get the most likes on? What topics are trending? Get Don't copy them, but use them for ideas. Use different concepts as a motivation and inspiration because you're not going to be creating anything new and you need to be creative. You need to be creating something that is going to be engaging. So why not look out there what is working and gain that, that glimmer of, of creativity? Yeah, I mean, 100%. Like, we're, you're able to see on social media, what are the industry leaders doing? What are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? What can we improve on? I think that's like the easiest way to just literally say, hey, I'm going to start working with the health and wellness spa. What are the biggest health and wellness spas doing? Like, do research on the competitors. I think it's very, very important. Um, and I think that po like, like we talked about posting good content or finding somebody that you can, uh, I don't think money's an excuse for good content to be quite honest with you. Fiverr.com. You can pay somebody very cheap to make you good, effective content. And you know, social media shouldn't be your only way to scale your business. I mean, good customer service should be a huge thing, especially if you're a, you know, retail location. So like good customer service, good products, your social media Nobody's going to build a huge facade on social media if they're not actually doing something of value. Like no product is going to have a massive social media and get massive results if it's not actually good, in my opinion. Um, so just be like, improve your products and your marketing efforts will be great. Ask for referrals, ask for reviews. If your stuff is good enough, you will get organic business. Like if I did, yes. something, you know, if I did something amazing for you, Brittany, you would tell your friends, John did this and it was amazing you need to go see what John's doing. Like he just did a great job. So I think that's another thing. Do good work and you'll get referrals, but it's a buildup of all those things. I think they're all really, really important in their own respects. Yeah. How important are referrals in the 21st century? Oh, incredibly important. Incredibly important. I mean, we've done a very good job and you know, a lot of people make fun of me cause they're like, yeah, you're out there in the middle of nowhere, but we've done a really Why? good job at building a local fame of like, people know who I am. People can Google me. They can see what we've done. And people want to work with us because we look like, you know, cause I guess I appear as a person of interest. So that's brought us a lot of referrals because we work with somebody. They say, you got to check this kid out. He's on fire right now. You got to go work with him. So like you are on fire. I appreciate you. Uh, referrals are really important in, in every respect. And especially like, even if you just have alliances of people that, you know, like if you own a digital marketing company, meet personal trainers at gyms, like, that are going to be working with wealthy people that are going to say, Hey, I know somebody who can literally take your business to the next level. Like I know somebody who's a beast. So make alliances of people that will give you referrals, even if they're not your clients, but your client referrals are very important as well. Yeah. So like if you can have, you know, if you change somebody's life, they're going to go tell everybody. If you eat a great meal, you're going to go tell everybody. So I think that people oftentimes overlook how important that is. And it's very important today more than any other time, especially with social media, because there's those of referrals through social media. 
I'm, I'm on my Instagram story. Brittany's mastermind, it changed my life. I got so fired up. I just made the most money I've ever made this week. Go check her out. That's a referral. People are going to go interact with you now. It's not just an in-person thing. So I think it, the whole referral game has even expanded now because of social media. Yeah. So they so kind of work true. in congruency. How important are testimonials in the 21st century? Case studies, testimonials, it's all super important. I mean, people have to know that what you're doing works and it's going to work for them and it's worked for people like them in the past. I think it's very important. Like if you're trying to sell me your, a phone and I just watch your phone break, how often, how likely am I to buy your phone? Not very likely. Like, and I think that we're our own biggest, um, you know, we are our own biggest testimonial in and of itself. Like look at Andy Frisella. First form started to tank when he let his fitness go to the wind. So like you have to be a user of your product. Like if you're selling, yes. you have to be good on social media. You have to have seen results. You have to have done things that are notable. Yeah. Like even this podcast is a very good testimonial for you. My yeah. podcast is a great testimonial for me. Our social media is, I mean, it's a strong testimonial. So like, I think that if you don't have any testimonials yet, you can be your own testimonial. Yes. But as so you grow, try to collect more and more case studies and things that you've done for other people. I love that. So as we come to a close, is there anything else that you wanted to chat about? No, you ask great questions. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Well, if there's nothing else to add to this already amazing interview, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time, John. You are absolutely killing the space. Um, so many people, okay, your name comes up and people are like, yeah, he's just doing amazing. He's out there. And I'm just proud of you. You're very focused. You're successful in business because of your hard work and determination. And I'm excited to see where you're going to go. Really appreciate you, Brittany. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, guys. So please go rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast because the reason why it's so important is because it's going to help us rank higher on the top charts in the Apple podcasting speakers and um, all the different platforms that we're on. And so if you guys go rate, review, and subscribe, it's going to allow us to build this movement. So please go do us that small favor. Take a screenshot of this interview, post it on your story, take myself, take John, and we are so excited to see you on the next episode of the vitamin B show. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed your daily dose of vitamin B. Now, if you are a real action taker who can benefit from high performance coaching, I have something just for you. A customized high impact result-based coaching program, helping you hit your goals as quickly and effectively as possible. Now, here's the deal. This personalized coaching program is for top performers and spots are very limited. But if you're listening to this podcast, it means there still might be a few spots available. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to open up Instagram, find me at Brittany Michaelchuk. That's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-M-I-C-H-A-L-C-H-U-K. Send me a direct message with why you feel you would be a great candidate for my peak performance coaching program. Because together with you, I want to help eliminate negative thought patterns, establish a stronger foundation in critical areas of your life, maximize your strengths, and start achieving record-breaking results. 
Nothing brings me more joy than teaching you how to control your mind, optimize your performance, and get better results in every area of your life. As always, thank you for listening. Until next time, stay tuned for your daily dose of vitamin B.